This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> okay, it's late. And I, you know what? I'm going to just go out there and say it right now. It's late because I had to go to the bathroom. Yes, I'm going to start a show by saying I had to go pod. <laughs> Don't hey there. Show. The Pack Filler Podcast is about to begin. You can always follow the show through Instagram, Twitter, and even Facebook if you're still into that sort of thing. The show is streamed live every Tuesday <laughs> at 6 o'clock Pacific on our Pack Filler Productions YouTube channel as well as on the Podbean app. You can call the show directly from Podbean and chat along in the discussion on both platforms. Now let's get to the Pack Filler Podcast. And before we begin, just a reminder that we are halfway point of our Spring Club Pack Filler membership drive. Act now and you can receive act now and you can receive a full team membership at the half price. That's 60 bucks for the entire year, people. If you count up all the perks, discounts, events, and swag, it equals out to just over $250 for just $60. Yeah, I'm an idiot. To uh, to join now, head over to packfiller.com and select the Join the Club button. Act now before our gooder box goes out, you guys. That's right, all new members, at least until we run out of glasses, receive a free pair of gooder sunglasses with a full team membership. That's half your yearly membership right there, just for that pair of sunglasses. Big thanks to our friends at Gooder for their friendship, support, style, form, and function. Oh, and they definitely get the joke. Badass glasses for less than half of what you pay for to look like the Terminator. So let's do this. The Terminator. Or Filippo Ghana, if you paid attention to the muse to the coffee and comments this weekend. Hey, you know what? I just I'm 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 intentionally stopping the theme. Let's let's just take all this in for a second. Did you guys notice that the the little tech dance music intro that I played before the show? Did you guys hear any people talking in the background? That wasn't you. Yeah, maybe me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, note the silent calm in the studio and online. 
the smell of professionalism. <laughs> the peace of knowing that the show is going to go smoothly. <laughs> That's right, everybody. It's just us. The immortal words of Tiffany ring true. Uh, and Richie Cordell, by the way, I think we're alone now. That's right. The show is down to just the core three today in studio with me. I should be playing the theme through all this, but I had to just, I had to take it in. It was so fucking quiet. I was like, wow, I bet that's the first time the listeners have ever heard the intro. And I'm not going to blame Jack, but yeah. Maybe <laughs> He's going to listen. Yeah, maybe a little bit. We love you, Jack. In this, uh, welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast. In the studio with me is the only person I know personally who has been accused of calf doping, Mr. Paul Maine. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> There's a story Damn in there. Implant. Yeah, there is. There's a story, man. His I don't know big. if it's true, but that was rumor. <laughs> also online in Portland, Oregon, is the man who I will no longer give grief over his beverage choices, Mr. Jackson Bulger. How are you, dude? Doing pretty well with that off-brand cola today. Oh, nice. Uh, this came after, by the way, my ride with Paul. You and I rode this Saturday, and on the way back, we were riding through kind of the suffer miles home, you know, when your kind of legs are feeling a little bit. And we were, you and I were talking about our past, and at one point in time, we came up with the dis- the conclusion that both of us did horrible things to ourselves and we drank absolutely terrible beer back in the day mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the bud lights the budweiser stuff mm-hmm. like that and i'm giving jackson shit and he's he's just 21 yeah so i'm not gonna just give you, you shit wait anymore. mr higgins <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not gonna give you crap about it anymore uh I've, I've decided that i might you know i might tease a little bit about the pringles you were eating before the show but you can burn that fat off. So, uh, f- so uh, it's so weird not having the theme playing, but I'm not going to restart it. So, gentlemen, well, actually, we're online. We're on. Uh, we're on Podbean. We're on YouTube. We're on all those wonderful avenues and things like that. I guess I don't need to say that for the people who are already watching. But I always start the show off with the same question, gentlemen. Who's riding? Jackson Bolger. You're farthest away. You get to go first. Are you riding? And if so, how much? Uh, yeah, I'm writing as much as I can. Uh, as we will maybe announce later on, there's something to train for in the future. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I've been trying to ride and do strength stuff through the Sufferfest. Um, I did do a ride that turned out to be a bit of a flooding, um, and my beautiful giant shoes are still drying from Sunday. So oh. or Saturday, sorry. Yeah, your white shoes. Thank God I had my velo toes on. Oh, okay. Do do white shoes get get mucked up, mucked up in the rain? Do they? Do you have to? Are, do they stain? I don't, I don't know. I've never owned a pair of cy- white cycling shoes. Your wife That's won't let you. Question. She won't. <laughs> she screwed it up. I have all black shoes. Do they? Do, Nor a white do they get belt dirty? or no or or. or a- Ghetto chain. Maybe she's thing. trying to stop me from looking like Cousin Eddie. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> bought you a pair. Yeah. <laughs> that's a genuine question. Do white shoes get mucked up in the rain? Mine haven't. Really? Did yours, Jackson? Yeah, mine He's holding right them up. still look pretty good. No, mm-hmm. they look... Oh, God, those look brand new. Holy shit. Click those Wipe them off right after, though. Did you? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Paul, how's your riding been? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had more. Um we rode together Saturday, and I was going to do some hill workouts on Sunday. But I got a text when we got back from our ride. guy who does sprays my lawn and stuff says he was coming this week, and I knew I had a busy week, so I had one day to get winter cleanup and storm cleanups and get my yard in shape. Yeah. 
You know how much. But now it's behind me. Uh, uh, you know. Do you no? Uh, you have to clean your lawn for the lawn person coming to. But he's spraying stuff lawn. on there, and it's not going to take care of. It's not going to take you know what fertilizer you to, and stuff. What'd you have to get rid of though? Like leaves. Dead grass? Oh, okay. Leaves mm. and pine cones and branches and you know shit. dog shit. Yeah. You know. There that. should be a spray that like dissolves dog shit, shouldn't there? Just yeah, like you'd be a millionaire if you did. You would. You would. Somebody, so a lot yeah. to France. Their, their streets are just, I mean, their sidewalks are covered in shit. Don't really? You? Hell yeah. yeah. Come on, France. What the fuck's mm-hmm. up with you guys? This is what, that's your culture. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, me, for my bike riding, I had some recovery days earlier in the week. My, my little training program I put together gave me a couple days that were kind of light. And I was going to do the training. I, I was going to do it, I swear. <laughs> but... Um, Every day I came home and I was just tired, and uh, and I, I'm now monitoring this Whoop data so closely that I was just like, shit, everything's all over the place. So I took the days off, and then Friday I had off, and I was fortunate enough to take advantage of the Friday, and I went out and did an LSD ride. They call those we call them LSD rides nowadays. Long slow distance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Most people think LSD. They're like. Hey, hey man. man, let's go for a bike ride, motherfucker. I'm just no. starting to peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did uh, did just shy of eighty on Friday, and then uh, you and I did a the your. I, I'm not going to call it the Troika Loop anymore. I'm just going to call it the Paul Loop, because every time I've had to suffer through that ride, it's been your decision to do it. Yeah, it's not a bad. It's a good course. I mean, it's it's flat. There's windy. There's yeah. a little a few punchy hills, but I don't. It's it's just good to. You know, get close to a sixty-mile ride, and you can yeah. kind of wind it up a little bit on that. So I keep thinking that it's hillier than it truly is. No, it's because you've got that first one right at the beginning, Thorpe, which is mm-hmm. you know nobody knows what we're talking about unless you live here. But you've got that climb, and right at the right at the offset. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just kind of warming up, and then there's nothing really until that big steep one out of the valley. Yeah, there. yeah. We have rollers. Yeah, you know, at a certain point. Then yeah. Yeah. And, and exposure up there, but yeah. uh, um, so anyway, my mileage and Jackson's mileage, and I guess this leads us to uh, what we talked about in the last show. And I wanted to see if anybody's uh, kind of been doing any brainstorming or drinking and registering, which is <laughs> I I think should honestly be a legitimate activity. I don't want to promote alcoholism. But there's a great way to get yourself to go do bike races if you just have a couple beers and go, fuck it, I'm doing it. <laughs> Where's the credit card? I'm going to fucking do it. Um, has anybody found any potential events for our our April 1st, I think is what I set for the deadline date, mm-hmm. right? So that's our next show because that's going to be – no, we're going to do it probably the week after that. The week we're at our, our training camp is when we can all okay. announce officially. But, I okay. mean, if you've got them up to this point – if you signed up for something, you can you can announce it now. So, in other words, um, uh, uh, Jackson, do you have um, anything you would like to announce? I very much do. What's that? I, <laughs> um, I, along with someone else that I know very closely, signed up for the uh, for the Belgian waffle ride coming in July. Which is terrifying, but very exciting. <laughs> I'm looking at Paul, and he's like going, you fucking idiots. That's <laughs> <laughs> your life. <laughs> uh, Belgian Waffle Ride. Yes, I am the other idiot who's doing it with you. Uh, 138, right, Jay? 
in and around that, yeah. 138 miles, uh, about 12,000 feet of climbing, and it says Belgian waffle ride, and it makes it sound like we're all just going to be like, doop It's not. Um, I will say it's a very confusing event, too, because it's such a mixture of terrain with 90 miles being road and the rest being yeah. gravel. You don't know what to pick. Yeah. It's almost... Yeah. I'm, I'm So I haven't even thought, begun to think about equipment and things like that but um that was my initial it was st patrick's day and i'm just throwing scrolling through my phone and i'm like oh i wonder what the belgian waffle ride's like and it's like registration's open and i go okay and so i clicked on it and next thing i knew i was at the pay box you know it was like okay do you want to spend 250 bucks on this ride and i was like jesus are you shitting me I thought there would be some sort of a waiting list or a lottery or something like that. So, and I, I was drinking, thanks to our sponsor, Athletic Brewing Company Stout. I wasn't hammered. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything stupid. I was, I was following the rules. And I just hit purchase, and it went through. And I was like, what the fuck? Because these events now, Jackson, tell me if I'm if I'm wrong or people online, if you're listening on on Podbean or anywhere, talk to me. Am, am I now am I overreacting for being surprised that this event had openings? Well, I was pretty shocked because the stature of Belgian Waffle Ride to me would expect some yeah. sort of lottery. I mean, you and I tried to get into Rooted Vermont um and denied unfortunately yeah. that didn't work because yeah. of a lottery system so i was expecting like your experience with leadville i was expecting this to be a lottery because of how big of a ride slash race it is but it we're in so yeah i'm, I'm gonna take it i keep waiting for somebody to come online and go like oh you guys you got scammed it's <laughs> Bel- uh, the Belgian waffle ride uh, didn't open registration. You guys are idiots, and you know that's why you sent your your payment to Indonesia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably yeah. did. Yeah, so uh, we're doing that. That's that's on the calendar for July seventeenth. Um, I think in and around the San Diego area. Um, I'm I'm anxious to see what the course is like and things like that. Uh, any have you have you Paul have you signed up for anything yet? No, or you no just got them on any the games, but I have them on the calendar. Um, and I have, of course, grab a drink. Uh, Turtle oh, Bloom, Turtle Bloom, which is in September. I have that down. And there's I'm going to do whispers, that. I think. Heavy whispers of the Careless Omnium whispers? here. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, and and so that's that would be two. There is in that, and I am I am a I know a guy who is on an email list that's me um who they're that. they're potentially changing their weekend for that river city omnium but i'm not going to say that out loud on the show like sooner or later around. sooner earlier oh, in the nice. earlier in the summer nice. but only by like a couple weeks that's maybe. fine but yeah but they're but they're looking to do that that's our spokane river city omnium right mm-hmm. and it's state championships uh was going to be oh. last year but i don't yeah. know if they've got that and maybe that's why they're changing it. Maybe they got road race that. and crit. I think it mm-hmm. yeah, so. was la- well, it was supposed to be last year. Is the road race going to be the same? Liberty School gravel? No, no. Liberty, the Liberty no School dirt. one. No oh, dirt. just road. Yeah. Okay. Tour de Bloom. Spoken. There's a railroad track you have to cross. There is. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have changed tires? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Tires. Um, and after the first Mojo show, I do want to say this. And Jackson, I don't know if you you, you said you you tuned into that show. 
Um, yeah. They're doing a Midnight Century the first weekend in August, which is the same time as the Spokane Midnight Century, but they're going to do their own, which is going to be a lot more gravel-based, and um, it doesn't have 80 or 90 people f- breaking all traffic laws in downtown Spokane. So, I don't know, I'm thinking about leaning towards that, even though it's not really an event. You know, it's just a group ride. I, I, I can't count that. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I won't count. Yeah, if you're not paying money to get in, that's... Yeah. Are you paying money? No. Yeah. So it's got to be money. Yeah. It's got to be money. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, Don't you think? You have to have some skin in the game. That's true commitment to something. Can you be easy to say, yeah, I'm going to do this? I I could say, I'm going to do a training ride with Jack. We're going to ride 100 miles. That's basically the same thing. (laughs) I won't buy it because Jack won't ride 100 miles. I know. That's why I selected him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it won't happen. Huh? Oh, I tried, but Jack didn't show up. Jack wasn't there. He sent yeah. me to the wrong coffee shop. <laughs> Which he's getting really good at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On to that motherfucker. Um, so those could potentially be my three right there. If I were to do, because I am doing Belgian Waffle, the Spokane River. R- is it River City? River Omni? City. Omni, What's it yeah. called? Yeah. And then our the Tour de Bloom. We already drank Drink. once, but yeah. yeah. Jackson putting up his cola brand cola um i i didn't make fun i made fun of your drink god damn it i can't stop doing it i can't stop doing it it's it's just like a tick yeah Yeah, it is it is but with covid restrictions potentially changing does anybody have any thoughts on earlier races happening Have, have you guys heard anything or especially the people at home you know texas or something like that i'm not monitoring the youtube feed but uh but you know i'd be interested to hear if anybody's having any restrictions lifted at this point in time have you guys heard anything no, no. I, I know Montana's um, still going to do their Rocky Mountain Roubaix, but you know what day that falls in because yeah. you made a comment on Facebook I did. to yeah. the organizers. Yeah. I'm a happily married man, and I love the guys, <laughs> and they're just do, they're doing their race on Mother's yeah. Day, and I you know they're only and I said mm. to him later on, I said, "You guys, man, I thanks for putting on a race. Mm-hmm. And that is so awesome. I I." Will, I I probably am in one of the types of marriages that would allow me to go race, but I also, the bed would be a little colder that night, I think. (laughs) So I don't know if I'm going to do it. I've got a story about my Mother's Day Massacre. Yeah, I remember. That's where we called it, the Mother's Day Massacre. I remember that one I'm not going to cross that bridge. No, 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 no. Um, So, Jackson, have you heard of any events happening in your area that's going to be coming up or anything like that? Um, I don't know if this is for sure. It could have been on an old calendar, but on the, there's like an Oregon or Portland bicycle website here where, um, they have their race calendar and they do uh, Portland raceway here. They have like some criteriums that's supposed oh. to start April 19th. Uh, shit. So that seems like it's real. I mean, co- the, the, I know that vac- vaccine rollouts are happening at a different pace here than they are in Washington. So. Okay. Maybe that could help. Dude, I'm gonna I can't wait to get feedback from you racing over there and seeing what it's like. Things like that. It'd be cool. It, I'm nervous about it, but it'll be good. <laughs> hey, you know, they, they they pedal their bike the same way we do. Left, right, left, right. Um with exactly. co- with uh if you guys were to race in April, which is now two weeks away, how would you feel fitness wise in terms of preparation? Paul laughed, so Paul gets to go first. Paul, well, Paul I'm Google. way off the mark. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have no no recovery. I've not not done any interval stuff. Yeah, I would. I'd be wasting money entering a really? race. Yeah. 
Not even pulling a Peter Sagan style and just doing them to get in shape. Yeah, that's an expensive way to get in shape. Yeah. I don't have that type of money. Yeah. Jackson, how are you feeling? Um, I I feel somewhat confident. I mean, I think the, the, the main part that I'd have a difficulty with would just be getting into the race mindset. Uh, I haven't raced in obviously quite a while now. Yeah. So I think that would be the, my only trepidation, but fitness wise, I, I think I could probably hang. See my, my, my dipsticks are based off of people I ride with. And if Paul's like, no, I'm way out of shape. I'm like, fuck, then I barely hold on to you. So I'm well, even depends worse. Depends on your shape. event. Yeah, I'm well, not doing the Belgian breakfast. I mean, Belgian, uh, Belgian breakfast, right? Yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to start calling it. That. Yeah. I am. But, but the thing about it is, is I'm, I'm sitting here planning and I'm going to probably talk about this later on in the show. Yeah, I'm going to talk. So I'll, I'll skip to it. So I also want to get the lay of the land here in terms of, because I'm, you know, I, I I am putting together this series of races for for us for the for the pack filler uh, series, and for all the subscribers and things like that for for races for them to do. And I would love to get this input here before I secure dates, before I secure locations and stuff like that. Um, originally, the idea was to come up with a weeknight series. Okay, like uh, either Tuesdays, no, but Tuesdays used to be our road series wednesday is when some friends of mine put on a a mountain bike series and so i'm sitting here going okay maybe i go thursdays or whatever you know somebody even mentioned mondays whatever that is um and then as as the covid restrictions are starting to play around and starting to lift a little bit i've been thinking about the concept of taking uh the series and instead of doing it every single week do two week nights a month and then one weekend race a month. But my question here is, and and I, I just genuine feedback from you guys: weeknight versus weekend racing. The pros and the cons of being able to just get off work, go to a race, do the race, go home. You're home for the weekend. You can clean the dog shit and the, the leaves out of your yard, mm-hmm. or you can go to Johnny's soccer tournament for the weekend, or or you know whatever it may be. You celebrate Mother's Day, heaven forbid, right? Um, but, but and then and then there's the weekend racing, which is what Paul, you and I grew up on. Mm-hmm. It's the travel to the race, it's the experience, it's the get ready, it's the whole day, it's the, those types of things. So, just out of just putting my feelers out there, and if anybody wants to chime in and even text it into our Podbean Live uh, text I'm, uh, chat room, I am looking at that too. Um, Weekend versus weeknights. What are your thoughts? I think um, if you look like locally, our Twilight Series, it's a hit and miss with the numbers. Sure. You know, it, it depends. Once you get deep into the summer, um, you know, especially when you get towards July, people are trying to get family vacations and the numbers go down. Everybody's anxious in April and May to do stuff. Um, yeah. But weekends... Like you said, soccer tournaments, you, it, that's another thing where sometimes I'm surprised. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, we grew up on weekend. I mean, everything was sure. stopped. I mean, I blocked that weekend out yeah. because there's a bike race. Yeah. And that's the way it is. Now it's, I think, cause I guess that's a reflection of the age of the people that are racing bikes. They are, they've got to go to Johnny's soccer Johnny game. soccer tournaments. Yeah. yeah. Or a Jackson soccer tournament whoops yeah oh, sorry they're too close to home man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I, I find that a weekend kind of creates more of an event. You know what I mean? Not true. Not to say that these aren't events in their own right, but, um, I see that in a weekend setting, in a lot of cases, like families can make something out of it. Kind of like Paul, you were saying, like you block that out and then you can kind of make a time out of it. Uh, and also, you know, right now, when was the last time that Johnny had a soccer tournament? Cause yeah. they can't be together. So I think right now they're going to be like, Oh, we get to see you race with other human beings and not cartoons. Then <laughs> why don't we make something out of it? So I think, I think either a weekday or a weeknight, I, I like the weeknight because it kind of gets people together after work and they get to blow off a little steam at a sure just go full out at a race. Um, but yeah, there's I mean, there's obviously pros and cons to what you just mentioned, but I like I, I'm just happy that we're thinking about racing. I know that probably yeah. didn't help in the feedback, but well, no, I, I think he makes a very good point. Weekends are more formal. You better put on a good I mean. You know, a, a really organized. People are going to expect a lot. They sacrifice their weekend for this. Sure. So it better be spot on, um, or or that's what they're looking forward to. On the weekend, it's like, ah, crap. You know, I got to run there, do the race. More casual. I think uh, depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. F- or environment and and maybe a weekday to be low key. And if you're building this, get to move up to the weekends. I mean, I, I never thought of it the way. Jackson, yeah. I think that's brilliant. That's Part exactly of me is right. at the point where, uh, no, and I understand. And one of my questions was going to be in terms of, let's say, COVID restrictions were still in effect. The uh, the weeknight race is the plan, unless we can do mass starts. If we can do mass starts, that'll change everything. But if we can't do mass starts, the the weeknight format is going to be a course, you know, be it anywhere from and whatever mileage it is. But it has to be done in a shorter amount of time because it's a weeknight, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it was going to be in a solo two-person or four-person TT format if if that's if COVID restrictions are still in effect. Um, if and then the weekends, would you still go to a race on the weekend if it was a sh- a weeknight type of a format, a shorter distance, uh, a TT style of a format? You know, is or like you're saying, does a weekend race have to be? a 45 minute crit minimum to start, you know, or, or an hour crit or, or, you know, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, this, I think, this it, I I'm think you, if you, if you do do a weekend, you know, in the current condition, uh, I, I wouldn't travel if things were kind of like sure. up in the air, um, to do a, a, a race. I would, I'd do it locally. I mean, yeah. what the hell? I mean, I'm here, but I'm not going to go to the West side when it's, you know, there's restrictions and, you know, I can have just as much fun here and not yeah. spend, you know, $500, you know, going over for a place to stay in gas. So. Sure. I, what I'm contemplating here is, and, and this is, by the way, if you're listening to this live, great. If you're not listening to this live and you have the feedback to us, well, to me, um, chime in on our on our Facebook groups on things like that and let me know what you think. The concept that I'm working around with right now is a June, July, and August series. Every month you have two weeknight races and one weekend race. Um, that is, and and the goal is that the the weeknight races can you know if we have mass start the weeknight races consist of a, um, and it, you know, I'm leaning heavily towards gravel. Sorry, Paul, I'm leaning heavily towards gravel to start this out because um, I know I can gain access to trails and things like that on a, on a, especially on a weeknight basis. Sure. 
and uh, secure a anywhere from seven to fifteen mile loop. You're doing that one, two, three times, or if, if it's a shorter loop, you're doing it on a timed event like you would in a circuit race. Okay, everybody, your race is 45 minutes plus one lap or something like that. If it's if it's a three mile loop or something like that, uh, no, not that. It'd be shorter than that, obviously. But uh, uh, but those are the things. And then then on the weekends, I was planning on actually establishing either a gravel based or a road based crit format. Where it is mass start, it is races in categories, it is all that tor- type of stuff. Um, I think it'd be fun to mix it up and have some on the road and some on the gravel um, and, and go from there. One, The final, if I can get security and I can make sure we can do it and we can get the roads and things like that, I think it would be fucking fun to do a, a road course um, where we have separate sections timed someday. You know, like a, like a Fondo, but but individual sections are, are timed and you do them as a team time trial you would do it with four other guys or three other guys and you go out there and it's like okay we can soft pedal if we want or we can do the whole course as hard as we want uh, is this sounding appealing and i want the listeners and i want you guys to chime in and let me know what you think of these things as we go because i don't want to put on an event that nobody wants to do mm-hmm. you know and especially yeah. for our members who are getting coming for free and things like that i want them to have something that's worth it jay you were gonna say um yeah, no, I think I find it interesting, especially with the different formats and surface variations. I think it makes it uh, a type of race series where you don't really know what to expect next, and you have to have sure. all types of uh, of skill sets to be able to like perform to the ability that you want. And I don't know if there are a lot of things like that that are out there at the moment, especially in the time trial format, obviously if we were in the perfect world, we could do a mass start yeah. format, but yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a different, um, a different format than what we've seen in it. I, I'd do it. I know that. All right. There we go. I'm putting it into the hands of the listeners too, to, to tell me what you guys think, because um, I've got to secure the dates yeah. and it's got to happen soon. It's, it's a June, July and August series. If, if you, if you live within the realm of, of Spokane racing, uh, chime in. So I'm not going to spend the whole show talking about this because obviously uh, people don't all live in Spokane. Um, other things that are coming up, um, I, I've had a couple people online and and a couple of the uh, the members asking me about watch parties, um, uh, about watching watching bike races as as a group. Could you imagine that someday? Oh my god, <laughs> people. Yeah. Um, would you or do you go someplace to watch races? Anybody here? I watch them in my living room, usually by myself, or my wife will watch it with me if it's in the evening or something like that. Paul, I know you get up and you have the crack of dawn. You watch it. Mm-hmm. But I'd watch again if it was a delayed thing. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I can't invite members of Packfiller to join me in my basement. My wife would divorce me. <laughs> it, and, you know... <laughs> And not only that, I'm usually in my my underwear with my hand down my pants, and no one wants to see that. Well, well, you know, there's a visual so, for us right there. Yeah, um, but you, but do you? You sometimes have dismount over to watch. Yeah, races, yeah, he right? comes over. Yeah. Uh, CPs came over a couple of times. Yeah. Um, you know, but we got to keep it down to a dull roar um, yeah. because my wife's in bed at four o'clock in the morning, and she doesn't like to hear. Yeah. But every once in a while, she's she hears us going, oh, you know, <laughs> it's an attack. Ah, oh! yeah, exactly. Um, 
J- Jackson, would have you have you probably don't, but you know, uh, you know, other than because you're you're trapped in your apartment on lockdown more or less but because you're school but would you would you go someplace to watch races if it were like let's say there was a public venue or someplace would you go someplace to sit in a pub and watch the race even if by yourself oh yeah i think so um i think it also you know having a community around a bike race and being able to watch it in excitement with other people is something that would be kind of exciting like you said i I, I sit in my apartment and watch it. Um, but yeah, it'd, it'd be an interesting change of watching venue to have other people to watch a bike race with. I've only really watched one with you, dad. So it'd be, yeah. it'd be fun. I think it'd be interesting, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, suddenly I'm going to go like, Hey, you know, we're going to open a bar mm-hmm. and everybody's going to come watch bike races with us. But I think it'd be interesting to, you know, if, if there were some locations that you could say that would say, okay, we're going to air the repeat of Milan San Remo three times on Saturday or, or twice on Saturday and twice on Sunday. If you haven't watched it, it starts at this time, you know, and, and, and we're going to not Milan San Remo. It's hard to say Milan San Remo because that's like <laughs> eight hours of drinking. Yeah. But, um, but I think it'd be kind of interesting for, well, for some places I ha- to actually do. had uh Benedito's pizza, which is like a block away from my house. Yeah. Uh, Chris Bennett, He's been very nice, and back in the day where we had tape delay before Flow Bikes was involved in GNC and in NBC Gold, it was broadcasted later in the day. Um, I I asked Chris if I could, you know, basically take a section, and he turned the TV on to just bike racing. Wow. And we had like 10, 15 people really? show up, yeah, eating pizza, drinking his beer, and it was all there, and, uh, you know. So, um, you know, you can find probably some establishment, but how we hook that up to their system now, because NBC Gold, they're all premium packages, so you can't carry that to a restaurant. You wonder if you, if you, if you could, you know, somebody could bring in their laptop and just stream it to the device or something. Or even my Apple TV. Yeah. Figure it out that way. I think, God, that'd be really cool for communities Mm -hmm. to do, um, just because especially now my god we're all desperately needing to speak with other people Mm -hmm. and you know what i I was one of my questions was going to be asking about well what if you were in an online group and you could discuss with them or heaven fucking forbid a zoom call or something like that i don't know if i would i i know i wouldn't i wouldn't participate in a online chat group or a zoom call or something like that if it's it's like the race is going on yeah no, I had too focused. Well, to me, the format would be great if, if you had an establishment, you could watch it, yeah. and then you could do a podcast afterwards. People's reactions, do oh, a show shit. based yeah. on that. I mean, I think that would be a great idea. So you would set it up the time, like, you know, we're starting the the show. I mean, it's four hours long of coverage. Yeah. We'll start there. Uh, come whenever you want. And then there's a show afterwards. Broadcast finishes at six. Mm-hmm. So, oh my! Yeah. Sh- oh my God! There you go. Hey, if you have a lot of money um, and you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, uh, send it here, and you will always get free beer for life. Free Belgian beer. We're not fucking around. That's we'll, right. we'll give you the imported, mm-hmm. not just the domestic. Um, I think it'd be cool. I would love to be able to have a place to go and watch bike races. Yeah, and I, even if you don't own one is just finding somebody that's what i'm saying yeah be willing to to do that that serves 
there's somebody comes in mind that's moving. He's got a new place up here. You yeah. know very well. Yeah, exactly. He does coffee, and he soon will be doing beer and yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah, I wonder if they'd be something. They're meeting rooms or something mm-hmm. like that. If they'd yeah. be willing to do something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. There's, the, there's the, you know, Jackson. Any closing comments on on places to go and watch bike races? Another thing I thought about was, and this could actually work in the time of now, is uh, getting permission from like a, the city and broadcasting it in a park. That would be cool. I don't know if legally you can. Well, if you don't charge, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Alcohol would Just, be a problem. Alcohol would. And, yeah. And. and it would be a problem for me because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't have any in a two kind of go park. the same in that yeah. kind of a situation. But I like that. I like that wow. idea, though. All right. Should we get to the weekend in the news? Yes, we should get to the weekend in the news. Hey, everybody. Oh, my God. Here we are. And in case you didn't notice, uh, the bike racing season is really, really, I mean it this time, upon us. The power trio fails, question mark, is my headline for the first story. As I wait for the jingle to end. In case you guys didn't know, uh, Mr. Jasper Stoyven uh, held off the sprinters in the Via Roma to win Milan San Remo. Spoiler alert. Um, after making a brave attack in the final two kilometers, he got a gap. Soren Craig Anderson came across to him, but Stoyven kicked it again in the final 100 meters to hold off the chasers and win with his arms in the air. Caleb Ewan. Actually, I want to just say that again. Caleb fucking Ewan. Just failed to catch him on the line and finished second with Wout van Aert, third, Peter Sagan, fourth. You know what? Peter Sagan, fourth period, fourth period. What's on my mind? And Matthew Vanderpool, fifth. So, my questions are, first of all, is is Milan Sanremo a boring race? <laughs> I guess that's my first question. Is it a boring race? Because I hear so many comments on both sides of it. Uh, Jay, you want to go for it? It's a long fucking race. It's 300K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, the fact that GCN did the whole thing... Um, yeah. I'd, I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't watch it. If uh, and Paul, I could imagine that you might have watched something close to the entire thing. Pretty close. <laughs> I had four hours into it. But I would find a whole six hours of bike racing, a sport in which I am quite passionate about, to be sure. rather boring. I found the last, last few, like 20, 30 kilometers to be pretty entertaining. But um, yeah. I fast forwarded through the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> my whoop strand actually detected a nap <laughs> during <laughs> during Milan Sun Rainbow. For me, it's <laughs> that is a traditional race. It's long. Uh, there's some great stories and and Alfredo uh, Alfredo Binda Alfredo Binda. No, no, no. It's, it's Christoph. Um, gosh, what is his first name? Christ- Alexander. Alexander Christ. No. Uh, old, old, old guy. There's a oh. great story. Oh, shit. Um, you got me on that one. Oh, God. We keep looking on no, the he's chat. The one, he's the one that got kicked out of the tour for for uh, forging his own forks when they broke back in the day, back in the oh, fuck. 20s. Alfredo Binda? Alfredo. 
No, no, it was Christoph. 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 Did I say Alfredo Bindo already? Yes, he did. So, anyway, I don't drink a lot of beer anymore. He he, it was an unbelievable story. There's one uh, if you want to listen to a podcast, it's called Recycle, and they do just history, which most people aren't interested in. But it's fantastic little podcast. But um, anyway, that the history is that long. The thing is, is I remember uh, Bob Roll one time his first race he pulled up to uh, Sean Yates and he goes you know what's the key to this race he goes start eating and don't stop yeah it's all about really? attrition to get to that point if yeah. you don't that's part of this race and it's kind of going back to the traditional 400 kilometer you know stages they had in the tour I mean all these older races Shit. it what uh what's it now not dirty Kanza but whatever it's called now unbound Unbound, yeah. 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 So those things are basically what these races were back well, then. They were on gravel roads. They were, yeah. They were a battle of attrition, you know, that type of thing. Um, so I don't want to see that go away. Yeah, it's not exciting. But the last thirty k, you see who's been, and I don't think Vanderpool really fueled up properly. That's right. And there's a couple other things too. He did. He didn't get himself in the position, but any more white leg warmers. And oh, white white Jackson shorts. Comment on that. <laughs> yeah. White shorts and white leg warmers. <laughs> so, shaking his head. <laughs> it's just wrong. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, I don't think it's it's not exciting. It's not the most exciting monument by any means. It's but. it's 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 I love watching the the field just come apart though in those final mm-hmm. 20 30k yeah. um and 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 you can't get that without a 300 kilometer race mm-hmm. you know um, and it's just like you said it is just a war of attrition mm-hmm. and then they finally get there and it's just you just watch people just destroy themselves poggio and the Cipressa are not huge climbs yeah. But they are flying up those things after mm-hmm. after 270 280k mm-hmm. that's just impressive I, um so um, how about how about some of the surprises here, gang? Uh, Steuven, uh, Sagan, Caleb Ewan's climbing. Um, you know, any any anything that really caught you where you went, what the fuck? Oh my god, this is great bike racing. Anything that popped into your heads? I'm gonna say it. I was the whole time, Caleb Ewan in the in on the Poggio. I was constantly saying, no way, no way, no way. No way. Mm-hmm. He's the second wheel on this climb, and people are attacking. Philippe went, he exploded on that climb. And, and Caleb Ewan was, was holding that tempo. I thought that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, remember, he, he pulled out of the Torino Andretico yeah. early. He was in that. Um, so, I don't know, he, he probably had decent rest. Uh, those who, you know, you look at... Um, Van Art and all those who did the race, you know, yeah, like, they were a little bit on the raggy side. Um, uh, Wout said that he just made a calculation, bad calculation, you know, tactic wise, but he had he had the gas. But he was surprised everybody was still on their wheels over the Poggio. So yeah, I mean, there was a lot of guys, big group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw Caleb Ewan think about an attack, I was. Like I was thinking he was feeling good on that day. Like, yeah. and I, and, um, Dan Lloyd said it today, uh, in a show that I watched that I bet you a lot of Sudal right now is going, if we just had one rider to chase down Stoyven, 
He yeah. would have had it. Who's Cause, trying, yeah? Because Ewan's not going to do it himself. He other than you screws his chances. If That's they had it. one yeah. more, they they, they could have done it. Did anybody pick Ewing? Oh, 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 that's right. Should we get straight to the results <laughs> of how everything turned out? Um, I believe I picked Quinn Simmons. I think I picked mm. Matthew Vanderpoel. Mm. And, and I can't remember who my third pick was. All I know, it was nobody who was near the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson, do you remember your picks? I think I had Alaphilippe, yep. Vanderpoel, mm. and uh, Sagan. That's a close, not bad. Not bad, just off the podium. Paul, Paul, I had Sam Paul, Bennett. Who'd you pick Sam Bennett? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then uh, then Wout. Yeah, he took the long way he around because he was trying to. He 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 picked uh, Vanderpool's wheel and he came apart. He could have if he yeah. probably would have gone on Caleb Ewing's wheel. Who would who wouldn't have picked Caleb Ewing? And wheel. then Caleb Ewing. I picked and you picked Caleb yeah. Ewing. Yeah. So Paul, you walked away with that one. Yeah. Yeah. You you definitely got a win that. I don't know. Are we keeping points? I don't no, think we're keeping points. No. We're just having Ragging fun with rides. it. Um, does anybody um, uh, have any idea? Have any discussion or thoughts on Ineos' tactic? Um, they, a lot of the haters have been bashing them online over the last 24, 48 hours, talking about the fact that they went way to the right to the front of the Cipressa, and I think they were they were on the base of the Poggio, correct? Yeah. Four guys at the front, Filippo Ghana, you know, all those guys just – absolutely setting a huge high tempo and they came away with a with a, a donut hole they came away with with shit and um pidcock was up there doing things um there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot of naysayers giving him a hard time. Do you do you say, "Hey, I'd rather to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all," or do you say, "Dude, rethink your tactics"? I think that. I mean, I'm happy that they're now willing to attack rather than kind of just sit in and see what happens. Sure. Um, so good for them for going to the front and going for it. Um, I also think, and uh, I mean. Don't get me wrong. They know what they're doing, obviously. But I think there's still a team that's trying to figure out how to do this whole classics racing thing. <laughs> Tom Tom Pidcock is like, he's kind of their main one that they're going for. Kwiatkowski's obviously there as well. But yeah. they're, they're such, in the past, from my perspective at least, they've been such a grand tour team that they, I wonder, I, I wonder if they're still kind of trying to figure out how to know that they have possible classics winners at this point. Yeah. When it was um, Kwiatkowski was with the, with Sky when he won, mm-hmm. yeah. So they you know they have done it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I remember uh, Brad Wiggins trying for some Perry Roubaix uh, victories back in his final years of racing, so things like that. But no, I see what you mean. They kind of built this this formula around this this Grand Tour type of a form, of a concept, and it God knows it's worked. But well, they didn't have a sprinter. I could see the logic yeah. behind that. They had uh, Pidcock and they had uh, Kiyokoski. Yeah, and. You know, those guys are going to be big finishers. So that you, you put Ghana up there, you know, mashing out 800 watts for however long. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did. They they lost. There was a big pack of people when they started, and they they lost. Sam Bennett came unglued at yeah. that point. Yeah, you don't. They're probably trying to get rid of some of the sprinters. Uh, the problem is, is that uh, Mikhail Kiyakowski couldn't cash in. He didn't have yeah. the legs. Um, Pidcock, I think, is a little fresh. You could see his uh, a little bit maybe – I think his attack on the downhill on the Poggio was yeah. – he did a very good ride, and I think he was trying to create separation on the technicality of it. And, you know, he was – he had gaps. Yeah. And the amazing thing is he was on rim brakes. What? Yeah, not this. And Whoa, I don't know how how he was – What? Yeah. So, you know, but uh, – I think you know, I I don't know if Pickcock was trying to separate more or whether he was trying to break away that's not you know yeah I I, I don't understand that's the part that was a little questionable about it but I guess when it comes down to it, you you know you play your card and and you you know worst case scenario you, you thin the herd out a little bit and you, you have a greater mm-hmm. chance you know yeah there yeah. were sprinters in there you had Caleb Ewing you had yeah. Sam, Sam Bennett you, you got it you can't sit there and think yeah we're gonna win the sprint yeah you've got to do something we so they did something. they we gotta shed these and guys. what are they known for yeah and they had the, a huge representation they had a good group of guys there it strong is. guys yeah so that's what you do um I I. Yeah, I always love the last. I, you know what? I, every time I walk away from Milan San Remo, though, I'm always like, "Oh God, that was a good race." Oh. <laughs> and I for, I've forgotten about the two Six hours, hours two hours that. of great nap that I had beforehand, <laughs> and it was it was awesome. It was really nice. I miss kind of lying in bed and just kind of listening to the announcers, even though I wasn't in bed, I was on the couch. Um, second story, and I'm going to go through this one quickly because I don't want to cause any rage or, or tears. Uh, Perry Roubaix, maybe. Doubts surrounding the running of the Paris-Roubaix, the spring have increased after local politicians strongly suggested the races could not go ahead in the current COVID-19 pandemic in France. Men's race and the inaugural edition of the women's race were postponed last spring and then canceled entirely due to restrictions in the tune of the rescheduled October dates, you guys. But a similar scenario seems to be increasingly likely as case numbers continue to rise in France and lockdown measures are imposed. Um, My main question for this entire story is, Paul, are you going to be okay? No, I'm not. I'm not going (laughs) to. I've been a two-year drought if that happens. That's terrible. Uh, I I I heard also they they're looking at the success that uh, Flanders Classic is having with keeping people off the road and and maybe yeah. maybe the French government says we don't have that type of control with our people. Um, well, it could they, be they don't they're clean not, up after their dogs either. Yeah, apparently, they don't, and <laughs> and they have a huge history of protest. Yeah. So they yeah. don't really listen to their government all the time. So I can see that hesitation. A little bit. There is kickback on you know over there that we don't always see on several countries about having lockdown. They're not 
happy. I know in Germany I've heard from Renee's aunt and Holland's sure. having, I mean, Netherlands are having problems too with people just rebelling big time. And Like and, Idaho. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're not as densely populated, and they don't live in Idaho. They don't live in like a 900-square-foot apartment. Sure. No, so that's, that's what why makes people Idaho in those, in, dumber. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm saying this yeah. to you, Idaho. A lot of you guys are fucking idiots. But most of you, the people who I know, are all wonderful people. But there are a lot of fucking idiots over there. Yeah, so it's just it staggers the mind. So, yeah. no, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Would you support a postponement? Would you be... I leave it up to the government. If yeah. they don't feel it's safe, why Why argue? You know, yeah. I wouldn't... I don't want to see it. I'm not going to poo-poo it if they do. It's. Yeah. It would be a bummer, but... It, their country, they can do. That's their culture. That's what they get to deal with. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut my last my last news story talking about the wolf pack being potentially endangered because apparently Patrick Lefebvre is looking for sponsors, and Bora Hansgrohe actually offered to buy the entire team in order to gain access to Remco Evenepoel. I shit you not. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Actually, willing to buy Ooh. the whole team. Yeah. Hey, if we could, if we just buy everybody and keep Remco, can you all just go fuck off? And Bora said that's BS. Yeah, they said that's they that's buy li- with Sagan's salary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Sagan's at the end of this year. Is it? This is his last year with them. Oh, really? Con- on contract. Shit. So maybe he'll be on Wolfpack. Yeah. Well, that yeah, it's Lefebvre has always been at this this point. He yeah. has money in the bank though. Yeah. He he budgets that team. So. He claims he's 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 in dire straits, so trying to find a new sponsor, mm-hmm. and he's got so many guys on contract who are who are needing, you know, guaranteed yeah. that there's going to be a sponsor. Let him play his game. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it. I mean, yeah. I couldn't imagine a world without a Patrick Lefebvre team. No, that's just that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess all good things will. Excuse me, beer burp, come to an end. Uh, so, speaking of end, we're going to the end of the news, and we're going on to our topic brought to you by our friends at Giant Bicycles. Get over to your local Giant dealer. Check out the offerings that are available. And I know you, some of you are laughing, going, huh, available. Uh, there are some bikes <laughs> out there, you guys. Friends, don't let friends buy bikes online. Don't do it. Get fitted. Get the right bike. Get to your Giant dealer. While you're at it, check out the great products and lines of helmets, shoes, and accessories that Giant also offers. Jackson held up his white, shiny Giant shoes earlier that didn't obviously hold the dirt, so they look pretty damn good. Um, you guys, with the new season arriving and many exciting prospects on the calendar, I thought it'd be interesting to have a discussion. You guys don't even know what I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. About training. And I brought this up before, but I I'll, I'll, I kind of want to kind of you know see how things are going, especially in the times like this where our year is so entirely fucked up. And I know that uh, each of us are probably on a different plan, especially since we're talking about uh, you know the, these 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 Belgian waffle rides with 140 miles and 12,000 miles of climbing versus being ready for a an Omnium stage race and things like that, and how to how to get the best out of all possible worlds. Um, so um, first of all, I'd like to ask you guys flat out, do any of you, are any of you following a specific plan of sorts? I mean, is there like, okay, are your weeks, your months, or your days planned out at all in advance? Paul, he's laughing. <laughs> really? at me. He's got this look on his no, face. It, like, it's, I do have a plan. Me? It's Paul Main ride when you can. Really? Plan. Yeah. Well, and, and I know I... After all these years, I know what it takes to get there. Uh, um, okay. at, at my age, there is 
I mean, when you do it for 30 some years, 30 plus years, you know, you got this little base that kind of, you can, I'm still in the base part, you know, just getting mileage and not cramping after a hard 60 mile effort, you know? Um, so once that's through, you start doing intervals. I mean, that's how I did it. I mean, I'm not trying to make money. I do want to do well and and, and I can tweak it here and there, but I also have a life. And that's a part of cycling I think is cool is because for the rest of my life, I can do this. You can't do that with any other sport. You know, you can do rec soccer or whatever. It's it's different. It's just, this is, you know, that's what's so unique about it. So I didn't even think about it that way, you know, in terms of because I I constantly think about, okay, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Sure. But if I can't hold the wheels, am I still racing? You know, that's why there's age groups. Well, that's what you start playing with that. Okay. Okay. Jackson, do you plan out anything in advance or are you just kind of going, what's my window of openings right now? I'm a senior in college. What the hell are you asking me this for? (laughs) Well, I, I, short answer, kind of, uh, (laughs) my real, my, my real answer is that I look at my schedule usually when I register for classes and I find the days that are going to be best for me in the week because if you're just riding on the weekends what i found out is that's not necessarily good enough if you want to ride 138 miles or race um and so i for instance this semester i choose tuesdays and thursdays i only have one class on tuesdays and thursdays and then i also will either do fridays which ends early or a saturday or a sunday something like that so i i don't necessarily plan out what i'm going to do um Luckily, I have kind of the flexibility of two bikes in riding distance of the places that I want to go. For instance, right now um, on that rainy ride, I wore out my rear rim brakes so badly no. that um, I have to ride my uh, my gravel bike until I get new uh, pads. So your it's pads like are shot a... on your road bike. What you wore out your pads on your road bike? Yeah, I was going down a pretty steep descent and rainy and grimy. They really wore out pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure that out, but yeah, I, I have a little bit of flexibility, which is kind of yeah. nice and, okay. um, trying to do what I can, especially with that on the horizon. Yeah. Um, what is a good, what is an optimal training week? Actually, I got to answer myself. I, yes, I, 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 I keep forgetting that. Yes, I should answer these questions myself. Um, I plan out almost every week in advance. I have been writing down training plans on scratch pieces of paper since I was 15 years old. Um, I've been writing Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and I plan out a month. Okay, it's not specific, but I say okay, Mondays and Fridays I'm gonna I'm gonna rest. Tuesdays I'm I'm planning on doing you know depending on what time it is a year, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do this style of a workout. Wednesday I'm gonna do this. Thursday I'm gonna do this. Saturday I want to do distances. Sundays, you know, I'm going to take an option because of, you know, like you said, I have a life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been writing up short little, small little training programs. If they've, I'm sure they've been coming out in the laundry for decades, you know, just that are lying around in my pockets on scratch pieces of paper. Been doing it forever. I need, I need that structure. I mm-hmm. need to know what I'm going to do because um, if I don't, if I don't focus on what I need to do this week, I won't do it. I'll find something else. 
I, I can't go into a like for example earlier last week I thought okay I got Friday off um, I want to do a long ride um, nobody's going to be able to really ride with me so I'm going to I'm going to just go out and do a super long ride I want to do between 80 and 100 and I did 78 but anyway um, but I I have to plan that out in advance always have I'm maybe type A about this type of stuff but it's always been something I've done. Do you guys have a, a like an ideal week? If like right now, if you're able to ride as many times as you possibly could, what would be an ad- ideal training week? Jackson, that's tough. Um, I w- I mean, Christ, I <laughs> like to ride every day, but um, weather permitting and responsible yeah. uh, responsibilities, I think a good one uh, would be probably Tuesday through. Friday would for me. Uh, I'd I'd love to be able to do that. But really, not weekends. I really, I I think if I have a free weekend, for instance, if uh, we don't have anything going on or stuff like that, I like to, I like to have a good time on the weekends. Not like get super drunk and party, obviously, but I like to be able to have the whole the whole day for to be open sometimes because it's just with such a busy schedule, it's kind of nice, you know. Yeah. That's interesting talking to some people who say my like I was talking to a, a coworker of mine who's also on on the team and stuff like that. Um, he and I were chatting about the fact that he has an easier time getting out on weekdays than he does on weekends because his wife's work schedule is more she she works in in the evenings, late afternoons and evenings, and he comes home and there's nobody there, so that's when he goes home and he gets out and rides. His weekends, he says, he wants to spend that family time, you know, and I guess there are parents out there who probably have the soccer kids and things like that. Um, I can't imagine being a competitive cyclist and not training on the weekends. Yeah. For me, it's the weekends are the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, if even when I was raising the kids or even now, the sooner I can ride, the better. I mean, like it's not uncommon for me to roll out of bed at six and then hit the pavement by seven and then I'm home 11 o'clock and the wife unit is not upset because we still have the whole day yeah you know she's like her weekends are a slow process a slow burn up to ready to go so that's just my sacrifice um for me if i had to do like the perfect would be one solid day a good hard day middle of the week and then my weekends and then back when i was commuting that's all i did i had like a race day on on the weekday and then weekends races or or hard hard rides on sure. the, on the weekends and then commute the other days and that was it so wow. fairly easy on all the others um how do you know when you're ready to race how do you guys, do you guys have any sense of, i mean jackson I, I you know you're probably not 100% in tune to all this by now but i mean is there a time when you start you can go out you can tackle a segment you can do something you can go Yep, ready to go. And I and this is obviously Strava helps with this kind of stuff. You're looking at PRs or something like that. But is there a is there a moment when you go, "Yep, I'm ready to go." I think uh, I was being a little modest uh, when we were talking earlier, but um, <laughs> I I think I just got that um, on Saturday or Friday. Or yeah, Saturday uh, was that time when it really clicked for me. Um, I was able to. F- get a KOM that I've been wanting to get by my house. Um, and I was climbing up, a, I was climbing up a pretty like 17, 16% grade. 
and I was feeling myself getting a little faster than I'd usually been. Um, so there's kind of those times when I feel that I can like make an, make an effort that I couldn't previously that I think I really start to feel it. Paul. Yeah. For, I guess for me it would be, um, recovery what I can tell because I, I always push for my weakness are hills and punchy hills. I like, I, I, I try and push it no matter my fitness, it's over the top and I always try to extend a good, like at least a 30 second after, you know, sure. after that peak and, and see how I recover recovering on the bike. That's my gauge. Um, I know that through the more I train later in the year, obviously my speed picks up. Um, but recovery to me in a race is a huge thing. There's attack. If I can't recover, it's over. I'm not going to, I mean, even if I bridge and somebody attacks again, uh, you know, yeah. you can always position yourself. You can fake your fitness, but when there's a true gap, that recovery is so vital and that's where interval works. Yeah. Uh, it's so important. You do a good amount of that. You, I mean, I was going to, mm -hmm. one of my things was going to be asking about like special workouts or stuff like that. Um, I know you do, a, for example, you do some motor pacing mm -hmm. and I don't know, you know, a lot of people are going, wait you motor who motor paces anymore because it's hard to get the people and the time and the legality mm -hmm. to do that you yeah. know you're not sure i can go in traffic and hop behind a truck but it's not really well, we live in a great you know. city where yeah. five minutes ten minutes you're out on country roads and yeah so, yeah and you, you your wife still have the scooter yep she has a like scooter that. yeah little 50 cc yeah you know and it's just fast enough for me that you know we're plugging along at 35 miles an hour and i'll do sprints come back sprint come back yeah kind of hook on great so, great then go have a coffee afterwards yeah how about mental preparation does any of you guys take any specific mental training or is it just like bucket got to be hard enough to do this do you guys do anything like that any kind of visualization you know I, you guys are both laughing yeah i could see i'm no, the only one who can see both of your faces yeah. at the same time you're like jesus pat why don't you tell us this fucking group hug i was gonna say christ being a college student in and of itself is a pretty good mental preparation sure talk about always having to be locked in jesus christ <laughs> i like paul i talked to you about um you know my personal experience of going from a guy who used to go to a start line line up and my intention was to win the race um I, I spent a lot of years doing that and and i'm not saying that to sound like a cocky asshole but that was that was my mentality for so many years and then i stopped racing for a long time came back to the sport um and and did well for a while but then i i i didn't I lost fitness and mm -hmm. things like that. And by the way, losing it is, is the hardest thing in the fucking world to get it back. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm starting at start lines going up to the, uh, with the mentality of, oh, I hope I finish. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm with these guys at the front. Or I hope I'm within, I hope I can see them. Or I hope I am um, uh, the word I named my entire fucking company after. You know, um, and I've got to work on that mentality. I've got, and I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I think you started at a time you have a lot of natural ability, um, and I never did. I don't have <laughs> that natural ability, but for me, it's it's uh, losing was always my inspiration to continue on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, how can I how can I do better? I mean, I look at what did I do wrong there? What, you know, did I pick the wrong wheel, or did I attack in 
the wrong corner and what direction did I position myself? I mean, that's sure. that's a part of cycling that, that really floats my boat. I love that, and I love watching a pro bike racing, and I like doing research if I'm going to do a race, especially if it's a race that I don't know, you know, looking at the maps and, and creating this, you know, strategy that I have to do. And you don't always get it right, and that's that's a strange thing about cycling is that even the greatest don't win all that much, you know, that you really don't. Sure. And you got you got to accept your defeats because you'll lose way, way more than you'll win. And if you're winning a lot, then you're in the wrong category. <laughs> That's it, There's always another level. There's always another level. That's perfectly so, stated. It, it's like it's the truth. That's the wonder of this, this sport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jackson, I don't mean to put you on the spot or anything like that, but in terms of preparation, in terms of racing, in terms of advancement of how you've been going on the bike, are there any dreams of achievement in the sport do you aspire to a level or or do you just or is it just a, i just love participating what keeps you going what are the aspirations what what what's in your brain um you want my real dream uh what would sure. be super cool uh what, what i think would be really cool would be able to be a like a representative for a bunch of different brands, be able to take all these things to different places and like compete in these different areas. Um, obviously I'm a 21 year old, uh, cyclist getting a theater degree. Uh, so all the, the world's moment, a stage, my son, yeah, all the world right. is a stage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that would be, that'd be pretty cool. Um, but I think at the moment where I'd like to be is a place where I can be competitive with other people in my area. I, am such a competitive person like everything about me screams competition um and i just wherever i can kind of get that i think um is something that i that kind of keeps me going i don't know whether i'm answering your question or not but that's kind of what's kind of getting me getting my heart racing right now paul what keeps you going um you know and i i I don't mean this to sound as horrible as it's going to sound but the competition keeps getting younger yeah, and, it does. and uh, you know, you and I were talking about some people we want to compete against. And I remember at one point in time in the ride this weekend, you mentioned, "I I don't know if I necessarily am going to beat them, but I'm still going to keep trying." Mm-hmm. And you know, and and I want to be that that uh, that that flying the ointment or something yeah. might be in in terms of that. But be the Jesper Stoyven that attacks yeah, two it, kilometers while everybody's watching each other. I mean, that's yeah. the type of stuff that you have to do when you don't when you don't have the talent of you know your competitors. You have to use your mind, and that that's the yeah. the enjoyment for me in cycling, um, and that's what keeps me going. I'm I'm sure there's going to be a point where I'm not even going to be able to hang on, you know, <laughs> but hopefully at my age group. When it gets to, you know, like serious races, I'll race my age group. Yeah. And that's another thing. And, you know, to me, even this is how far I push it. Even the races that I did win, I still assess them. And I don't really, I think I could have done better. I could have done this better. Or I, I should have done that. I was lucky that that didn't happen, really? you know, because I kind of let go a little bit. And I was, you know, those are the things that that uh keep me going i mean it's wow. you know if i have any success it's still it's not perfection and that's what strives you, you get complacent especially in this sport i mean you're done you're, yeah. you're gonna you're not gonna like the to race i mean that's whether it's winning or 
I don't want to get any more fit or I'm tired of training. Sure. You know, whatever. But this is, this is, you know, it's a growth. You'll never, ever accomplish your best, I don't think, in the sport. And that's that's so interesting, especially, and I hate referring back to the, the Mojo Diaries show, is talking to some guys who are in it for just the love of riding. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then to talk to you know you guys who we all have this competitive outlet mm-hmm. where i i know there's the love of riding there it, mm-hmm. it, there's a thousand percent the love and ri- of riding involved because if it wasn't you'd be playing golf or we'd be doing something else mm-hmm. um something that didn't require so much fucking time some or so much money or something like that jesus christ a pair of running shoes is a couple hundred bucks and i'm yeah. done um and and there are there are fun runs everywhere you know so um but um there's that love of the bike, but there's also that desire, that need for that competitive element. And and it's just interesting hearing the two. And I I call out some of the Mojo guys, and I'm gonna, I'll am gonna say this on the show. I call out a little bullshit, too, because I know for a fact that, sure, when you're, when you're riding a climb side-by-side side with one of those guys, they're going to pedal a little harder so you d- they don't get dropped or you don't drop or they, or they drop you. That's, mm-hmm. you know, come on. Don't you think? Yeah. Uh, well, you know— it- I, I really enjoyed that that show. I listened to it, and I yeah. and it really, I don't know about you, Jackson, but for me it was like, yeah, I, I'm glad there's other people that are not like me that are into bicycles. <laughs> I, I really think it's so cool, and, and and like what Josh kept saying about it's about comfort, man. It's about being comfort. Yeah. It, it's comfortable, yeah. you know, and to me it's like when, what I like about Riding my bike is when I'm not comfortable, when I'm in pain, <laughs> and I'm on the engine. It, you know, it's just that huge, you know, 180-degree yeah. difference. And it's so cool that we still have something that's similar. It's a bike, sure. you know. So, I, I Yeah, I, I, I think something that was very interesting talking, <laughs> speaking of that episode, is when, is, is when Josh was saying that the comfort of it or, like, um, yeah. how – we've been on a mojo ride and they don't necessarily worry about the speed, which is something that in my mind, I'm really thinking about right now is why yet like, well, yes, I say that I, I kind of lean towards every aspect of the sport in a way. Um, but like when I, when I'm on my gravel bike, I think speed, 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 which I, which probably puts me towards more of that roadie racy type of gravel rider than just the go out and explore type of rider. Um, it's it's very interesting uh like paul like you just said to see the different aspects of it because there need to be people out there that are not like us Mm -hmm. sure yeah do you guys um and i ask this constantly do you guys write down or or take note of any specific goals like at the end of the 2021 season i would like to have done blank blank and blank can you guys do that no mental even even mentally no Really? I, I, I know where I need to be fitness wise and I wanna I don't want to put any pressure on myself to get there. I, I want to. I mean I I do everything I can, but I'm not gonna sacrifice my life to get there. And I've been there before. Sure. And that's how I'm on my second wife. <laughs> so <laughs> it's I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Although my wife reels me back a couple of times. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so and at my age one of my I'm not going to sacrifice my grandkids, not seeing my grandkids on the weekend. I mean, yeah. I try and schedule things that are for me 
when it's not the least amount of interference. So, but, you, but you're not thinking to yourself at the end of the season. I would like to say I got a top ten at Tour de Bloom drink, but you know, you don't have any left. But yeah, well, I, I got a little bit here. You don't think about in terms of like that. No, because that's my mind mindset going into it, not towards the end. It's like, oh no, I'm I'm going to go as far like Tour de Bloom. I think we should just say it once yeah. and then call it yeah. a drink, a blanket. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to me, it's you know, I I am going to attack that at every you know every moment. I mean, yeah. how I'm going to approach each stage of that, you know, to get the highest what suits me to get the highest GC ranking. Sure. If it is first, that's great because that's my ultimate goal. But there is so there is a goal though. Yeah, ultimate is goal, is goal is the highest is place saying. that I feel personally. That I am going to be able to achieve, and that's through my training. And I have to be realistic. There's better riders than I am, so I have to be. I have to outsmart them and make that right choice. Um, at a moment where I can catch catch them off guard. That's okay. the only way. So you know, that's. Wow. I have to be realistic. Jackson, you do you have anything? I mean, we've got the we've got the older version, elder version, and we've got the young and vibrant and energetic version, which I think is. I love pitting you guys. <laughs> Not pitting you guys, but hearing the the difference in in, in thoughts and in terms of what's going on. Is, do you have anything where you were like, at the end of twenty twenty one season, I want to walk away with blank, blank, and blank, or do you just kind of go, fuck it, let's see what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I since my passion has really bloomed into like this the full flower of what it is today. Uh, it's it's Quite only been beautiful. like two or three years, if we're being really honest about it. So sure, I haven't really had like a set schedule of it. Um, so I haven't gone into a specific season thinking I'm going to win this, 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 and this, I will say ever since I got that, that win in the mountain bike series, yeah, I, I, I want it all now. That's, <laughs> that's the tough thing about being my age is I think I'm invincible. So I think I can go into every single event and go, I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it, which is obviously not the truth. It's a great, ed, great mentality. I've been trying to find it for about. 18 years now so hope you i'm glad you have it keep it yeah so i think that's i don't necessarily have an expectation i more have a a want to win everything but we'll see what happens yeah all right all right this it's interesting i mean Mm -hmm. because you know it almost sounds like i'm talking to a couple guys who aren't necessarily uh, my my initial topic was in terms of training and it's almost like you guys aren't thinking about it in terms of training. It is because it's it's a it's a it's a part of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not like, okay, I am specifically sh- searching for this objective. It's like, no, I want to be a bike racer all year round. Yep, that's mm-hmm. that's the difference, and mm-hmm. I, that's that's okay. That's that's interesting. Very cool. Okay, um, you guys, with uh, one hour and sixteen minutes into the show, hey, guess what time it is, you guys. It's time for Watch This with Professor Paul Main. Epic movie theme. <laughs> and you guys, Watch This is now officially sponsored, by the way. Brought to you by our friends at Scratch Labs. Not only great hydration, but great ideas. I personally powered through my long rides this weekend thanks to paying attention to leftover rice and a page out of one of their great cookbooks. I shit you not, you guys. Uh, Scratch uh, sells these cookbooks. Feed Zone Portables, one of the best cookbooks every cyclist should have in their arsenal. And I shit you not. You you know what? 
you should almost give it as a housewarming gift. Or when somebody gets a bike, if they if they plan on riding over 50 miles, they should get the Feed Zone Portables book. Great read, great book, and great recipes within there. I just did it with, like I said, leftover rice and a couple different ingredients. I did, like, fucking peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. And the things saved my ass on that 80-miler. Uh, check them out at scratchlabs.com. So, Paul me. Yes, sir. Choice of the week this mm-hmm. week was... Um, a, completely out of the blue choice that mm-hmm. I, I never expected from you. <laughs> and if you are, by the way, a member of Pack Filler, we always release it to them first on the secret, super secret probation Pack Filler <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> um, uh, 2020 Criterium Highlights from Corey Williams mm-hmm. of Legion. Um, I d- d- how do I start this? Do I ask the reason why you chose it, or do I, or do we all provide our input for it? What do you think? I think on this one, uh, maybe I'll, I'll start the lead on that. Yeah. To, to me, um, those two, uh, Corey and Justin, have, have done a fantastic job of promoting their job, what they really want to do. They're setting out to uh, promote cycling in the U.S. and crit racing, as we've talked in the last couple of episodes. We think that's where. In America, that's it's the it's savior. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've followed Justin way back, way back. I, I, I bet you about six years ago, maybe, when GoPro. And I remember thinking, "Who's that dork?" I was catching anything on they YouTube. Both wear with, them super on the back of their helmets, which you have to because yeah. your head's down, you know. And but it's actually of all the shots, those are the best shots. Yep. Are off the helmet. Yeah. You can see when he's looking left and right and that type of thing, and. Um, I'll be mounting one soon. Yeah, <laughs> not it's, on my fucking handlebar. It might fall off. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah. baby, <laughs> oh, my baby. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, to me, you, we were talking about motivation. Yeah, my palms sweat through that whole whole thing when they're in races and and everything that getting in position, the attacks, and you can see all that. And 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 I, it's a little bit of a homage to what those guys. I want people to see. What these guys really are trying to do, um, and I think they're doing a, a splendid job. And but crit racing in the U.S. I, I mean, I feel like I'm in the crit, yeah. and I know I, I've been in those situations where it is just you hear people screaming, bumping, brakes, grinding, you know, crashing, all that, and you have to think. You don't you don't have time to think. You react. Everything's a reaction sure. when it comes to a crit, and that's they do a fantastic job of teamwork. It's amazing. Yeah. So. Jackson, any initial thoughts that you brought out of that one? And by the way, you guys, these are all over the place. And, and you know, th- like I said, they're on our Facebook page. Find them and find these links and watch them. I, I try to get them posted before every show so you can take them. This one was a five-minute watch. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay, sorry. No, I um, I came off of watching the uh, second American Crit, so I was already in that oh, kind of crit mode. I was already in that mode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I think they're, what they do for the sport, especially with inclusivity, uh, I think is, is really cool. Um, and I don't know if you saw their, uh, their new kit launch recently Mm -hmm. with the, with the brand new Ferrari. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think those guys are unstoppable, uh, in terms of just the, the results they pick up and they're they're just really cool people all around. So I, I found it to be a really 
a, a really cool perspective, especially being inside of the race, because I've never been at that level at that speed in like those tight of quarter, qu- like those tight of quarters when they're going around those corners yeah. and they're actually leaning over the sidewalk, but the, their wheels are still on the pavement that freaked me out so bad because <laughs> I just see myself taking the whole field out right in that moment. <laughs> just one stray pedal. Okay. Pedal now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, several things I noticed. Um, number one is, by the way, it's funny, Jackson, you mentioned a couple minutes ago about your, your dream endeavor of, of, of representing these things and, and representing the sport. And these guys have done it. They've found their angle. Mm-hmm. They are two fast fucking guys who love racing crits, and they have capitalized on that, and they have created their own brand, their own style, and it's finally coming to fruition for those guys. It is, it, I mean, and, and like we've been saying, this could be what could make bike racing big again, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in this country. And I think it, it's really cool watching them do that. Some of the things I noticed, however, is some of these races look like they've taken place are like our buck knives crit. They look like it just like an office park out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So they do like the Northern, uh, that NorCal. Yeah. Uh, they have a, a race course. There's actually a NorCal, um, channel and this guy does, they do, they, they go into a, a business parking lot and, On a Sunday. and you can see park cars and yeah. stuff that's yeah. just kind of closed down a little bit and they race. It's like unsanctioned, but you know, going from American crit, to it's unsanctioned is it i think so oh. some of those races in, wow. in norcal some of looking Maybe around and you look going from american crit 2 which is like tulsa tough and then looking at some of these abandoned not abandoned but empty office parks on mm-hmm. a sunday it it actually that ad, i don't know why that was one of the first things i saw i was like oh my god okay there are normal bike races there are not races that require 10, 100, you know, 100,000 people all over the, spa, mm-hmm. you know, watching bands, music, people going crazy, you know, drunk people running up and down the roads naked, you know, but it doesn't require that. And, you know, I, I just I guess I get intimidated with the delusions of grandeur. So that's one thing I know. Second one is riders all over the place. Man, there were riders just peeling off at really weird fucking times and how you were saying the reactionary element of the sport is so vital because it was jesus christ i'm going these guys are like cat ones and And pros they're riding like Mm -hmm. freaking idiots sometimes they're doing it at 32 miles an hour yeah yeah Yeah. and i've never been a fan of intentional bumping Mm -hmm. head butts and stuff like that and I, that that shit makes me nervous. Somebody did that to me, I'd I'd be the first to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> I would. I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But I guess you know, when you're in the final K, and somebody bumps you, and you don't want to take your hands off the bars, you know, sometimes your head is the only way to do it. There's a culture in in crit racing, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, you, there is a hierarchy, and yeah. you don't push around some of those people. You got to figure out another way around. You don't start fudging your way into yeah. a pace line. That's not going to be tolerated. You're going yeah. to get a headbutt. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's the way this is raced. It's a different creature. It's yeah. not going up, up to Wes at, you know, 15 miles an hour. Yeah. Like we would do it at 10, but yeah. You know. Yeah. This is, this y- is yeah. 35, 40 miles yeah. an hour at high speed. And exactly. And everything's on a razor's edge. Everything, yeah. you know. You like some of the fuckers who, I don't know if, if, if you guys are listening, who, well, hopefully you're listening. <laughs> Why would you not be listening if it was going through your headphones or something yeah. like that? Um, when I don't know if any of you guys out there have had somebody, I've, I've been actually seen somebody point in the pace line to where they want me to let them mm-hmm. in. Like, 
I'm on my teammate's wheel and some guy would be backing off and he'd point at my teammate's wheel and start coming over. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't give it to him. And then he'd yell at me. Hey, man. He has Fuck no right. Off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't how this shit works. We went to a stage race in Montana, and I remember they were doing that. And I know uh-huh. some of you guys are going, well, Montana. But um, it was people were all over the place. were pointing at the gap, at the wheel they wanted. I'm like going, cool. I can point, too. I can point at a <laughs> fucking idiot and point right back at you. It just, I never understood it. Does that happen to everybody else? These are questions I'm just throwing out. To. I think in the lower categories, I've seen people do that. Or yeah. sometimes, if it's not a pressure situation, I would never... But if I'm trying to work in, I'll, I'll kind of look at the guy like, can I get in? Yeah. And if he says no, then no. No, you I keep mean, going, yeah. But in a crit, I mean, you can't. You give up an inch, you're you're done. Yeah, it, yeah. You fight every single, you know, second of 60 minutes, you know, yeah. just fighting and fighting just for a position. And if you slack off once, you're back 30 places just like yeah. that. So It is a really cool selection. I, I like that one. I mean, I, li- I love the longer ones. I think the longest one you've done is like 15 minutes, yeah. even though American Crit was... I know my audience's attention span yeah, is pretty uh-huh. short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll listen to an hour and a half, pod, a 90-minute podcast. Um, so uh, are any of us potential Crit writers? Jack is the guy who wants to be a Crit writer. I would love to, but I, I think we had this talk on Saturday yeah. that I just don't shoot the gaps like I used to. I don't. I've got a collarbone that's still not attached. That's on, on my body. You know, there's, you know, I still have to go to work, and yeah. and I'm 58. Who am I kidding? You yeah. know, but I do enjoy, I enjoy racing. And and if I'm in a group that's bumping and and stuff, I got to get out of there. I have to do. I'm not going to win a pack sprint. That's plain and simple. So my my intentions are a different level. So okay. I'll, I'll be an attacker, or 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 a tail gunner. Yeah. You know. So Jackson. Do, do all these movies yeah, make you want to be a crit writer more or just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to suffer on the gravel? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, that's kind of all that's happening right now. You know, crit racing is like the easiest to put on. So I think yeah. if, if there's some sort of race, I'll show up to it. But yeah, I think like, like Paul, I think I, I'm more going to put in a big attack on like a punchy climb and, get some sort of result out of that than I am going into a pack sprint. I don't, I don't know if I have the the same power output as somebody like who can yeah. just fly at the 200 meter line. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it, I don't know. It's good. It's going to be a fun season. I think mm-hmm. one of my main things that I forgot to mention myself for training this year is, yeah, I'm going to train for that 138 miles, but when I'm not doing endurance, my main objective is, is speed and power. I just really want to work on those two things because I want to be, I want to be engaged in those types of uh, events. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, you know, when the attacks are going, I, like you said, I just, I want to fuck things up. I want to mm-hmm. be a fly in the ointment at least. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, all right. There we go, you guys. Um, so, Paul, what do you, do you got something for us for next week? I do. Um, and it's a little changing of gears. Um, it's, as I talked about strategy and everything, there's, there's a guy named Cosmo Ca- uh, Catalano. Have you ever seen this guy? No, How the race Cosmo, was born? And I thought it was Kramer. No, but yeah, it, that's his. I don't yeah. know if that's his real name or that's his persona. But for years, he used to do this thing. How the race was born. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah. So he's back on and cycling tips. Actually, uh, sponsors him, and he has a video out about Milan San Remo, and he points out some things that I think are brilliant, like 
see, this is what happens, or look at the position sure. here, or okay. and he'll stop and he'll put, but he adds a little bit of humor in there, and so you get like the circle of like, you know, that type of thing. Dry. And and he's very creative with his words too, so yeah, it's pretty good. So um, Okay, mm-hmm. so that's how the race is won. Yeah, for Lots on Rainbow. This most recent rule, yep. Lots on Rainbow. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll send you the link. Um, Jackson, you got anything going on? How, when, when are we going to get some ride videos from you? Yeah, this week was rough because, uh, you know, it, it rained about 45,000 inches this week. Uh, so <laughs> this week will be different. Um, like I said, probably from a gravel aspect. So you'll see some new terrain. But yeah, hopefully, or not hopefully, this week we will we will be seeing that. Well, there be we careful go. when it rains that much. You can, on rim brakes, you can go through brake pads. Yeah. I'm just so... Hey, everybody, like, follow, tell friends, and um, tell me what you guys think of the new coffee and comments. I played around with it this last week and kind of tried to go with a little bit more of a interesting format there, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. We're going to have, hopefully, little little blurbs from multiple characters, and when I say characters, I'm pointing to the people on this podcast and things like that, and hopefully we'll have little uh, little voice segments from those guys uh, in and out throughout uh, the coffee and comments. That happens every Sunday. Join Club Pack Filler. You guys, new members won't be allowed once the events arrive. Did I say that? New members won't be allowed once the events arrive because uh, I'm giving the members the bonus of actually not having to pay for the events we're promoting. You may be able to buy a season pass for the events, but you won't get all the great swag and all the area discounts and all the, the sponsor discounts that we're offering throughout the year. So um, think about that. Our, our biggest push ends at the end of April. There we are. Um, if you are Jack, get your, get your shit together, buddy, because we're coming to your house in April, and that's going to be a video probably that might end up with one of us in jail. <laughs> That's why Jackson's not going. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he's a smart kid. He's, he's got, got his finish. whole life ahead of us. Yeah, exactly. All right, that does it for another episode of the Pack Fuller. Uh, like I said, like, subscribe, follow us on Podbean. It doesn't. You don't have to sign up for anything on Podbean, and you can listen to the show live. Thanks for those of you guys who did. I guess that's it. Jackson's probably got rehearsal in about twenty minutes. So uh, uh, we will not tonight. No, not tonight. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks everybody. We'll catch you next week. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.